All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. We're recording episode number 66 here for our November 2nd episode, and we are going to be talking about uh, the trade deadline, some boom weeks, and week nine preparation. Uh, before we get started here, we'll say hello to the fellas, and then we will uh, kickstart the episode here. Uh, maybe we'll say hello to Zach first. I know, Zach, you said you're feeling a little under the weather. Yeah, you bet. Every year, without fail, um, as soon as football season wraps up, I usually get sick uh, a week or two later and kind of started a little bit there on Sunday with a uh, bit of a sore throat, but thought that was from uh, hanging out with the friends there on the weekend and maybe having a couple too many drinks or whatever, but <laughs> nope, it's a cold. Uh, the full-on battle. Uh, and then Armin, how about yourself? It's been keeping you busy last week. Well, we unfortunately uh, lost this week in the league semifinal, and but football, high school football is over for us now, so I got a little bit more time to concentrate on fantasy football. So that's kind of nice, I guess. So glass half full kind of guy right now. I am trying to remember the last time, Armin, I've seen you without facial hair. <laughs> This is a this is a tough sight here. It's been it's almost I mean, it caught me off guard the first. But I was like, who the hell's logged in an arm and zoom here? It's been a long time since seeing you though facial hair. Yeah, it's been a while. It's probably been about a year. Um, it's November now, so Movember time. So uh, I'm I think I'm gonna be joining a team of a few other teachers here. So uh, maybe uh, I'll let Jordan know, and he can throw it in our socials there for um if we uh if you want to donate i guess but um yeah it should be fun i'm gonna let my class decide what style of mustache i grow and you know like kylie told me i looked like an 18 year old yesterday i've had multiple kids be like who's that and then be like oh it's mr schallenberg so <laughs> feeling feeling young feeling uh, a little spry today oh absolutely um man i'm i'm beat up a little bit we had uh busy week last week and we wrapped up the week on the Thursday with uh our our school dance for the elementary kids so that was imagine the a lot of energy put into that on the Thursday night and and then Friday coming into a busy weekend and now Halloween obviously on Monday and for those of you that are unaware of elementary is a difficult place the day after a uh, Halloween so it was a tough day at work today but you got to talk fantasy football, and that's not the worst thing in the world. So getting things started here, uh, before we talk about the quick question of the week here, we got uh, – I was talking some trades. Man, it, this was a fun week to watch fantasy football, you guys. Like, for we talked about it last episode, you know, it's been slow, slow scoring, not a lot of touchdowns, not a lot of big weeks. I think we made out for the last seven weeks all in one because <laughs> watching that Sunday slate, it was like another touchdown, another touchdown. Oh my God, another touchdown. And I threw in our group chat real quick. I dibs the player. Zach was talking about him. I was like, yeah, dibs them. I want him for my stud of the week. And then there was like nine studs of the week in a row right after it was, <laughs> it was incredible, but oh man, I, I enjoyed this one. How did the, how did the teams look out for you guys here at these boom weeks? Absolutely awful. I won in one league and it's the league I don't want to win. And it's the dynasty where I'm in rebuild mode. So, uh, <laughs> so you're uh, on just, the other end of it. Yeah, I was I was getting crapped on. The guy I was playing in the staff league had Camara, 
and uh, Pollard on his team. So I just got my start hopes of the week. That was my start of the week. We'll just put that one back open. <laughs> Not couple of you, a couple big performances I see. Yeah, I did okay. I think I went uh, two, two and three. Um, had some high scores in all of them, but uh, kind of ran into a couple of uh, buzz saws there where the other guy would have a few other studs too. So um, is what it is, I guess. But uh, looking forward to uh, putting it all back together next week here. I had, uh, oh, I was talking about this earlier and I said 10 of 12, but then on the Monday night, I ended up pulling together a, a victory. So I, I won in 11 of 12 leagues, which is, kind of unheard of which is like pretty pretty rare for my teams but uh i had 10 of 12 leagues i was the number one point getter and the one league i lost in i was the number two point getter it was a tough tough loss there but but i have so many of the similar players on so many of my teams so when they boomed you know all the teams boomed but it uh that was that was nice but my one team i think i'm like two and seven or two and six now it's like I, I could use some of those points early earlier on in the in the early weeks here and just didn't necessarily need it for that one. But hopefully, like you said, Zach, hopefully continuing some of these uh, big scores into this upcoming week here. And uh, we'll start that off with our quick question, 22 fresh quick question of the week for the week number nine. And, and we're going to talk about a ton of trades here coming up. So we're going to, I guess, preface some of them by this discussion here. But who are some of the you know players that we are very, very excited about uh, moving forward for fantasy? Uh, based on the most recent trade deadline, which is happening today as, as we recorded. So uh, I'm going to start this one off. And um, my obvious answer would be uh, I'm, I'm really excited about CMC. Uh, we've already got to see him in action twice. Once was like right after the trade. And then the second one was the big production. But I'm going to talk about uh, Chase Claypool. And, and I'm, I'm really excited about Claypool because we've seen him boom. We've seen the athleticism and we've seen the production. Uh, but unfortunately with the depth and wide receiver position for Pittsburgh, uh, it's been difficult and we haven't really got to see a whole heck of a lot of it. Um, now in a fresh start and I would presume he's going to be hyper-targeted and between himself and Mooney now, he, we've seen Equimanius, is that how you pronounce it? St. Brown, the other St. Brown brother. We've seen production come from him. Uh, so I can only imagine that with a, a super talented wide receiver stepping into that role with a fresh start, um, an opportunity to, to boom. So I'm hoping that this is going to be a new fresh start for Chase Claypool. And um, I'm excited to see what happened there. Cause for the most part, he was just about dead to everybody in fantasy football. So I think it's a new fresh start and see where this athleticism can, can take him uh, on a new franchise. Uh, Zach, you want to talk about uh, yours? Sure. Who's the, uh, like the GM in, in Jacksonville. Is that Trent bulky? Uh, I think. Sounds right. Let me find out here. Well, we're just going to speculate. It's Trent Balky. Trent Balky just that did is. a perfect. Love it when I get stuff right. <laughs> he just did a a bit of a dynasty buy low by trading for Calvin Ridley uh, from the Falcons. Uh, Ridley this year he suspended. Uh, last year he was battling injuries and. Uh, some mental health stuff uh, before he eventually got suspended, but he missed most of last year. But even up to the beginning of last season, he was, you know, in a lot of circles valued as a top 10 dynasty wide receiver uh, was just coming off a very successful season. 
uh, where he was like a top 10 receiver, I believe. Um, so this is a, a trade that in the event he is reinstated at the end of this year, uh, he could be a huge, huge beneficiary um, from this trade deadline where he's in a position in Jacksonville where um, he's coming into a receiver room that really only has uh, Christian Kirk and they don't necessarily play the same role or position at receiver. And uh, I think this is a really good match for the, the offense they run in Jacksonville and for, for Ridley himself. Yeah, I definitely agree. And if you're, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, truther in the in dynasty there it's obviously the more weapons for him the better for him too so you could talk about him being a beneficiary obviously for this trade too if like you said if he does get reinstated kind of thing armand uh who are you want to talk about here all right well you you sniped my guy chase claypool because uh my my trade that i made earlier in the year in dynasty just keeps looking better and better because i got pickens and claypool and now claypool has a chance to be potentially the wide receiver one there but at least the wide receiver two in Chicago but I'm going to talk about uh, Naheem Himes going to Buffalo um, never really been that impressed with that running back room there they drafted James Cook this summer or spring and I was a little excited about that but now they have a guy who's a proven uh, playmaker um, might match well with uh, Allen's uh, abilities as well um, over what uh, the other guys bring to the table. And he's a little jitterbug, and he can get good yards after the catch, and he can run the ball off tackle as well really well. Um, I think this is this is uh, a move that really puts the nail in the coffin with Buffalo's offense there. And um, I don't see how you, you stop him going forward now with Hines uh, there. Um, I'm talking him up quite a bit with him being a backup, but it's exciting to see a more proven back in that backfield there. He's a guy you've seen big production from when JT was hurt. And then also even before JT, you know, that first bit, I think it was his first year. He had that real rough first half of the season and JT really produced in the second half. You saw a lot of good fantasy production from Hines, like some big fantasy production actually. So, I mean, it's been a few years since we've seen our year and a bit since we've seen that, but you definitely know he's capable of it. And, he is a, uh, a very good receiving back. So I'm curious on not only how much work he will get in the receiving room, but also what this is going to do for James Cook, because we have seen him struggle holding on to the football. So this might be James James Cook, sit back and watch and learn while, while Hines steps into that role. Um, well, now that we talked about the trades, I guess we can go into a couple more. There's, there's one other trade that I really want to talk about that I'm actually rather excited about, but we'll, uh, we'll hit the drop and we'll get started. just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. So we talked about the Claypool trade uh, being traded to Chicago for a second round pick. Uh, the Calvin Ridley trade, which is going to, he's going to Jacksonville and it's very complex, I guess, the way that the, the chips may lie. It's all based on compensation uh, or like uh, playing and et cetera, et cetera, all different variables. Uh, but the maximum compensation they will receive is a 23rd fifth round pick and a 24 second round pick. As Zach has mentioned, is a all-time buy low. Uh, if you're talking about dynasty value, that's for sure. And then we talked about 
the uh, Naeem Hines trade, uh, where Hines was gone to Buffalo. Uh, Hines had a sixth-round pick, and they received Zach Moss and a fifth-round pick. A um, couple other trades. Chase Edmonds was involved in the Denver trade that uh, sent Bradley Chubb to uh, to Miami. So Chase Edmonds is now into Denver in a part of that deal. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, this was uh, one the rumor started, I think it was yesterday, the day before that, you know, his name was being thrown around and, and that trade happened this morning. Uh, TJ Hawkinson was traded to Minnesota Vikings for a Hawkinson and a conditional fourth for a second round and a fourth round pick. So uh, Detroit really hitting the reset button, um, sending away Hawkinson, who was definitely a fan favorite in Detroit, uh, but fortunately just uh, had some injury history. And I don't know if that's part of the, the problem or part of the story or whatnot, but I'm going to talk about this one in a sec. I'm going to go through a couple more. Jeff Wilson to Miami, uh, replacing Edmonds after he'd left from San Francisco, uh, after he'd left. So Wilson coming up from San Francisco. Um, so we had a few big moves, but I, I want to talk about this Hawkinson one. Um, and I know Armin, obviously there's a lot to be excited for you as a Vikings fan that this is another weapon for that offense, but for fantasy, is it equal sign? Is it greater sign or is it less than sign? So maybe, maybe Armin, give your reaction as a Vikings fan. And then I'll ask that secondary question to Zach. Okay. As a Vikings fan, it's always good to get another weapon. Um, Irv Smith, uh, as much potential as he has, and we've been hoping for him to break out. He just hasn't, and Hawkinson definitely is an upgrade at the tight end position. So um, another weapon is awesome now. Uh, Kirk Cousins has Jefferson, Hawkinson, Thielen, and I'm actually a huge fan of K.J. Osborne. He's a little underrated. So four passing weapons um, that are legit, like good players that can make big plays happen, are good at catching contested and just making possession catches, all of them. Um, So – uh, this is this is awesome. It's deadly for the offense, and I'm excited to see uh, to see what the Vikings do this year. They were a little underrated going into the season, and this is this has got to keep them in the lead for sure in that NFC North division. And hopefully, they can uh, find themselves in a in a good uh, playoff matchups and make a push here. Actually, I'm I'm actually getting excited for playoffs with them. Yeah, that'll teach me to bet for the Packers here. Cause, cause... <laughs> In a steamroll for the NFC North there, but I'll ask the secondary question to you, Zach. Is this a greater than, less than, or equal to sign for uh, for fantasy value for Hawkinson? Yes. Oof. Ah, uh, I'm gonna say maybe a greater than sign, but like very cautiously optimistic. Um, I would say without the news of Irv Smith going on IR today as well, um, that would have changed my opinion. But now that he's kind of the tight end in, in town, um, I'm going to say it's maybe a little, a little bit of a step up for him, uh, just with the, the quarterback uh, being a little bit of a better quarterback, in my opinion. Um, and looking at last year, when Tyler Conklin was on the Vikings last year, he had, I want to see, 87 targets and 61 receptions. Um, mind you, that was a different offense, different coaching staff, but um, if there's any parallels that we can draw, he will get some targets, I think, and uh, hopefully that uh, bodes well for his fantasy success. They uh, they like to throw the ball in the red zone a lot too, so I think that maybe he's going to increase Hawkins' touchdown probability because – 
this year, the only touchdowns we've seen from him has been those long breakaway touchdowns. Again, the red zone, it's been Jamal Williams time. He's Jamal Williams. I think he's either leading the NFL or tied for the lead in the NFL for touchdowns right now, which is absolutely absurd. <laughs> um, so I think the touchdown opportunity for him and then the opportunity for checkdowns is going to go up too. You know, and this is something that might hurt Dalvin Cook a little bit too, maybe in those swing routes. So there's underneath routes uh, coming out of the backfield is something to monitor too. But um, I, I see it the similar as you, Zach. I see that equals possibly greater than sign. It's, I mean, it's weird because Detroit has been scoring so many points and their offense has been so productive, but Hawkinson's only been productive based on injuries. As soon as Amonra's back, it seems like he kind of goes into, into the, the background. So I'm curious to see what this happens. Obviously it sucks as a Lions fan. Uh, we're hitting the reset button <laughs> awfully early again. It's a, a common trend here, but uh, you know, it is what it is. See, I would have gone opposite of you guys. I would have been equal, maybe less than just because they don't use the tight ends very much except in the red zone. So he's very much touchdown dependent now with the Vikings, whereas he might have had a little bit more value in the uh, between the 20s with uh, Detroit than he, he does with the Vikings. But um, we'll see what happens here. They might. He is ultra athletic. He is very tall. He's a lot bigger than Irv Smith. He might get a lot more targets than, than I'm thinking. I think this is going to hurt Thielen the most out of anybody, period. Like, because Thielen is like the touchdown guy. Thielen is kind of, yeah. I think they play a very similar role. I think what Hawkins can step into is playing that Thielen type role, right? So um, I, I'm curious to see what what that will do. I think that's going to be the biggest falter for, for fantasy coming out of this trade, but uh, only time will tell uh, coming out of that one. So. Uh, talking about obviously we're talking about the Vikings tight ends now uh, Irv Smith was placed on IR so that kind of obviously was what prompted this trade to happen with an ankle injury without a timeline of return so that's obviously promote uh, one of the indicators of why this trade had happened as well as Rashad Bateman played on the Thursday nighter uh, last week and uh, they had a he had a foot injury uh, he played said he was healthy ready to play I think he played like maybe five or six snaps uh, got one target uh, foot injury and then put up a goose egg for a lot of fantasy managers which was very frustrating they felt like the foot injury he was gonna be fine to be able to bounce back from uh it, it is not as originally reported or as originally anticipated and it, he is going to expect to miss some time here looking like a couple weeks so uh if you have Rashad Bateman uh you're gonna have to look to pivot to the waiver wire uh to replace him for this next couple weeks because he is expected to miss some time um Wrapping up the remainder of this week here, uh, we're going to get into studs and duds. But before we do so, uh, it's getting chilly out there, folks. Uh, snow is starting to hit the ground. I know right now my wife is in Saskatoon. She said it's raining. I'm sure Zach can testify to that. Uh, here in PA, it was kind of snowing and spitting off and on all day. It's getting chilly. Uh, so that means it's going to be sweater weather. And soon enough, it's going to be uh, full, full winter jacket weather. So if you haven't done so already, find your way down to 22 fresh and get yourself in some of that comfy cozy weather i know they got some really nice toques and winter apparel they also have some really nice bunny hugs i know i got myself the oversized bunny hug this go around so it's super cozy for those lazy days uh and in doing so if you use the promo code 306ffb15 you'll receive 15 percent off on checkout uh, because of our partnership with 22 fresh is going to benefit you the listener at home so next time you're at 22 Fresh locations or you're on the website, 22fresh.com, on checkout, use 306FFB15 to receive 15% off your checkout. Thank you very much to 22 Fresh for being our major sponsor of the 2022 NFL season. 
Uh, so kickstarting the studs and duds of week number eight. Um, I'm going to talk about a player that I dibsed real quick. Uh, and Zach, Zach put in the group chat. Holy crap. I hope uh, I, if you're playing against AJ Brown, you need a quick little prayer. And immediately I said, dibs, dibs stud of the week. And then he continued to have an even bigger day. So uh AJ Brown was a guy that's been a little bit frustrating to own this last couple of weeks, like this last, sorry, year in fantasy coming off the trade. Uh, you were really hopeful of a big performance and you just haven't seen a whole lot of it. You know, a touchdown here and there uh, has prompted you into these high teens types weeks, but we haven't seen those big boom weeks that we saw from AJ Brown when he was in Tennessee uh, until this week uh, on 11 targets. He had six receptions for 156 yards and three touchdowns. And he looked like a man against that Pittsburgh defense. And uh, there's the one he took a taunting penalty at the, at the end of the third touchdown, because he was just like literally in this guy's face showing how big of a man he was. And uh, he was unbelievable. And if you had AJ Brown, he put up these touchdowns real quick and real fast. So you came, you must've come out to an early lead and, and hopefully didn't have to look back in your fantasy matchups if you had A.J. Brown. So A.J. Brown is going to be my week eight stud of the week. Um, I, I think, honestly, we could have had about 15 different names in, in this section here, but uh, let's hear yours for this week, Zach. I went with Alvin Kamara, running back for the, the Saints. Uh, he had 38.3 points, which uh, coincidentally is 38% of his fantasy points on the season. Uh, very similar to what you said about A.J. Brown. Um, Kamara's been quite frustrating uh, to have on your rosters this year, uh, considering you'd have taken him probably in the first two or three rounds of your draft, and he's been struggling as of late um, a couple of bigger games there at the beginning of the season, but he certainly cooled off to this point. Uh, and then not to mention that uh, real, real frustrating game in London that I know I, uh, I suffered from there, keeping him on my bench as a uh, late scratch. So uh, seeing Kamara really go off this week for uh, 61 yards on the ground and TD and 96 through the air with two more TDs was was great to see. Um, while I don't expect nearly 40 points every week, I do expect to see uh, hopefully uh, more games like this than uh, those like single digit weeks going forward. And uh, Armand, this one, yeah, I think he set like a history record of tying very limited amount of people that have done this. Uh, talk about your set of the week and the, a triple crown in, in a <laughs> way, I suppose. All right. Yeah. My stud of the week is Christian McCaffrey. And how can you not do studs of the week without a guy who rushed, received, and threw a touchdown pass, um, especially from the running back position. So he went 18 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown, eight receptions, 55 yards and a touchdown, and one throw for, and it wasn't even a little dinky pass for 34 yards and a touchdown. So Christian McCaffrey doing it all for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, it's when you saw the trade, you're like, oh, yeah, the schemes that Shanahan's going to come up with to get Christian McCaffrey the ball is going to be off the chain. And it was this week. And it's going to keep doing that moving forward. Him and Debo Samuel will be 
will be scary because imagine the ball fakes that you can do with this offense now as well. Um, teams won't know who to really try and take away from the the offense. And Shanahan such a good does such a good job of just getting the ball in the hands of his playmakers. So uh, CMC, 36.26 points this week. I was looking at the uh, like the other names of guys that had huge weeks. <laughs> My goodness, it is unbelievable. Like I'll, I'm just going to pull it back up here. Uh, so- I just want to point out as well, before you do that, Tyreek Hill, 188 yards, I think, and no touchdown again. He hasn't had a touchdown since week one. I was looking at it. That is insane with how much fantasy points he is putting up. I think Holy he might crap. break the record. I think he might break the record for receiving yards, which would be devastating. But so that coming <laughs> back to that game, I got a oh man. So old Cordy boy comes on our podcast periodically with the NC squared boys there. We usually play, you know, a little game show with them. That guy I despise so incredibly bad because this past weekend he went to Michigan versus Michigan state on Saturday and then he went to the Lions versus Miami on Sunday. And he took my jerseys. So I gave him some jerseys to go down there. And he was sending me snaps of them warming up. He goes, yeah, look, this is Hawkinson. And they're, and I'm like, I'm sitting at my house putting together a new bed frame. And I'm like, is this real life? I got to watch this guy bragging about going to live my dream. I think he was like 15 rows up right on the like end zone, right on the goal line. It's like, this is this is the dream. And then they had an absolute shootout. So it, w- it would have been the ball. Yeah, just getting upset talking about it. But yeah, that would have been a lot of fun to watch that one. But we talked about the three names uh, that were three of the top four players. But then there was Pollard, Foreman, Hopkins, Tua, Waddle, Hill, Hertz, Chubb, Moore, Prescott, Etienne, Conklin, Cook, Fields, Williams, Cousins, Mariota, Heineke, and Rondell Moore all had over 20 points, ranging from 38 to 20 points. Like that is a lot. And then there's so many that are within like high teens, easily the highest productive uh, fantasy week so far this season. So it was, it was a lot of fun to, to get back into, into that swing, but talking about the duds, keep this one short and sweet. Cause this is very frustrating. Um, I still put up the most points in the league with starting this player, which is so incredibly frustrating. Devonte Adams, 0.7 fantasy points on five targets one reception for three yards and he also had one carry for negative one yards 0.7 points and they got smoked uh the reports were that you know he might not play might play because he was battling a a bad flu then he was good to go yeah he's starting he's fine so it was all you know what you're not sitting Devonta Adams if he's fine and playing yeah he definitely did not look fine and uh 0.7 points is definitely not fine so uh, my my dud of the week, uh, it was unfortunately Devontae Adams, and uh, boy, did he stink. Uh, Zach, keep the train going. Let's talk about some stinky players. Yeah, so Cortland Sutton has been having a up-and-down season uh, to this point, and uh, it's been kind of culminated in the past uh, three weeks where his production has trailed off from mid to low teens now down to 2.4 in week six, uh, 3.8 in week seven. And then this week uh, really hitting the crescendo there with 1.8 points. Uh, 
apparently the answer to which receiver to target in uh in denver was probably none i suppose um looking at it now like each week one of them kind of has a decent week but uh right now it's looking like greg dolch or whatever the hell his name is tight end there might be he looks explosive man who looks like he looks like weird ali Yankovic. have you guys seen him without his helmet on oh yeah Hey, he's getting targeted deep downfield. So, uh, you know what? Yeah. You can look like whatever he wants to look like. So far, he's looking like <laughs> a nice pickup. I'll tell you that much. Well, yeah, he was riding. He tight ends to the target in the draft this year. So, yeah. riding white and nerdy, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Armin, you want to talk about your dud? Yeah, my dud is a guy that you don't hear in the duds category very often, but Jonathan Taylor, only 5.6 points, 16 carries for 76 yards, which doesn't sound great, but like um, Tyreek Hill, he hasn't scored a rushing touchdown since week one, um, and that's not going to do it when uh, you're not putting up yards either and you're not getting uh, PPR points as well. Um, You look at it, and outside of week one, JT's only put up, I think it's uh four no 30, 38 points, I think, on the on the season outside of week one in half PPR, which is just awful. He could put that up in one week though, which is why you gotta keep starting him. But holy crap, like this is another rant of a disappointing RB that we thought would have a great season. And oh, this is bad if you're uh if you're a JT owner so far um guy in our school our work league put in the group chat this is how bad it is he said uh jt is available for a good defense and a can of coke so (laughs) go find a can of coke armin (laughs) i i told him i can do a pc cola that's what i got sitting at home i was like i'll make sure it's even cold for you so um he wasn't serious of course but uh He's a he's a buy low candidate for sure though. If you want to go out and try and trade for him, you might actually be able to strike a good deal because you got to expect that this hopefully turns around. Could be a league winner for you if you you end up getting him on the cheap end. But um, I I am a little worried, but you never know. Yeah, I like what you said there about the buy low. Uh, I think you shouldn't be concerned about the trade because. Uh, I mean, we've seen with the capability of, uh, <laughs> I can't even remember his name off the top of my head here. Zach Moss. Thank you, Zach Moss. That's how bad he is. I can't remember his name. We were just talking about him. But uh, I wouldn't be concerned about it. But, I mean, some, you know, managers might be concerned about the lack of production and now the trade or whatever. Uh, he did get have to get his ankle retaped up mid, mid-game, too, so that's something to monitor. But, yeah, I was, I'm not against it. Anytime you can buy a premier running back at a low price, I, I'm all over that, so. Uh, we'll, we'll continue on here into our, um, into our, I guess, our weekly preview uh, for week number nine. Twenty-four hours after the game, you you got to move on. Right now, we're preparing for Cincinnati. All right, bye week is looking gross. We've got lots of teams. Biggest bye week so far. Maybe not the biggest fantasy names. Uh, but the most amount of teams we've had on bye week so far, uh, we've got Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, New York Giants, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and San Francisco 49ers. And uh, it's uh, it's tough sledding. I was looking at my roster, getting ready to do some pickups for this upcoming week. 
And I realized that, oh my goodness, I got a lot of players on by and some players that I really don't want to have to drop. So it, it is tough sledding this week for, for a lot of fantasy managers out there. Uh, and so we're going to be progressing into our obviously full stream ahead here, Armin's full stream ahead with who he thinks you should be picking up to replace. So obviously some several quarterbacks, you know, maybe Dak or hopefully you're not still playing Russ. Uh, <laughs> and, and then maybe, you know, you're rolling Jimmy G. Uh, so if you might need to replace a couple quarterbacks here and Armin's got the, uh, Armin's got the idea because we had some, some pretty good production here. Andy Dalton put up good production from your start of the week. Uh, and then looking at the rest of our starts, you know, there were some sneaky starts, including uh, and some good sits, like all of our sits were good. And then obviously Tony Pollard had a, had a huge production and Paris Campbell was a sneaky little start too there too. So uh, let's, let's hear it this week, Armin. All right. So uh, my uh, full stream ahead this week um, is Justin Fields versus Miami. He's got a softer matchup than he's had the last few weeks and he's quietly uh, been improving um, from weeks Four onwards, he has 10 points, 17, 19, 24, 26 points. So um, I can't believe he's actually still available in 41% of leagues on uh, Sleeper. and Or not, he's available in 60, 59% of leagues in Sleeper, sorry, and 58% of leagues in Yahoo. So he's widely available. Over half the leagues have him available. And he is starting to put up over 20 points a game. That Miami defense hasn't been the greatest, and you got to think he's getting up. He's got to be a little itchy with his trigger finger this week, and I'm, I'm gambling on the fact that he's going to start airing it out a little bit more, and he's going to start hitting his receivers downfield, and hopefully he can find Chase Claypool and Mooney this week, and um, I'm I'm gambling a little bit on that as well. So, um, Justin Fields, my full stream ahead. I like it. Especially, you know, the new addition, it might might help out a little bit too. So something uh, something to watch out for. Uh, Zach, you want to share your start of the week? I like this one a lot. Right on. Yeah, I am looking at possibly starting Devin DuVernay, uh, wide receiver for the Ravens against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, the Saints defense has been middle of the pack. I believe they are 13th or 14th in the league, so slightly above average, I suppose. Uh, but they do struggle against uh, the slot. And Devin Duvernay is somebody that uh, is kind of like a secondary or maybe tertiary weapon in that offense um, behind Mark Andrews, obviously, and Rashad Bateman. But with Bateman for sure being out this week and possibly Mark Andrews still uh, suffering from the ill effects of that injury, um, I would not be surprised to see DuVernay put up a pretty substantial week this week. Um, through the course of this season, he's never been somebody that has had uh, a high amount of targets, but when he is targeted, he does make some bigger plays. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he put up anywhere from 10 to 15 points on even just four or five receptions. He's that kind of receiver. So I would look to start Devin Duvernay. Armand, this one's a good little start too. This is a sneaky one. You know, maybe, maybe some uh, guys might be able to pick this guy up off the waiver wires potentially too. So this is a, I like this one. Yeah. You know, uh, first off, I'll give an honorary mention. AJ Dillon is getting out of my doghouse here because Green Bay is starting to run the ball more. 
and he has a good juicy matchup against Detroit. Hopefully positive game script as well. Puts AJ on Dylan on the field, gets some more rushing touches and he might be able to be startable this week and we'll see. But my, uh, my start of the week for sure, for sure is Khalil Herbert against Miami. So I'm going all in on Chicago this week, which is weird to say after they've been an offensive desert this year. But uh, he's slowly taking over that backfield. He's looking way better than Monty. And uh, I, I just like him. I think he's he's going to have the, a stranglehold on that backfield by the end of the season. I, I feel feel it in my bones. I'm surprised Monty didn't get traded this, this um, afternoon, actually. Yeah, uh, myself included. Uh, talking about that, so before we get started, that Green Bay, you know, they're running the ball. Oh, my goodness, just the worst. I put a big parlay up on that Sunday nighter game, and it was like, okay, usually they'll get some boosters, stuff like that, and I, I got onto it too late. We we're having family supper. So I was sitting in the garage working there, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to put together a parlay, a little juicy one. And I had, like, it was pretty deep. I think it was like a six-leg parlay with some pretty big odds. And I hit, like, everything i hit everything like the isaiah mckenzie touchdown hit everything all i needed was the was the aaron jones touchdown i hit everything super early so the aaron jones touchdown yeah that's gonna happen and (laughs) put up like 200 all-purpose yards or like 180 all-purpose yards but no touchdown so i lost out on well i was like a i think it was a five dollar bet to pay out like 500 or something like that or 400 like it was a big payout and uh yeah i was screaming at my television nonstop for green Bay to stop sucking. And, and then (laughs) out of the blue, some no name guy gets his first reception 37 yards he's ever had in his career to get a touchdown. And I, I erupt, but anyways, my stud of the week is going to be Travis ETN versus the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, they stink against the run. It's been, uh, it's been pretty bad. And uh, Travis ETN obviously is the lone guy in town there. Uh, I think he is going to have a big production and a big week for most people. He is in your starting lineup already, unless you have a a little bit of a a deeper roster. Uh, But he's a guy that you got to give a little bit of confidence to since the trade, he's looked very, very good. And I think he's a guy that needs to be automatically in your lineup. Uh, There's the rosters where you are like the teams in your big, maybe Buffalo that you could be a little bit hesitant against, but uh, the Raiders are definitely not a team I'm looking to shy away from, i.e. look what Kamara did last week against them. So uh, I'm all in on Travis Etienne this week. Um, Going to have our sits here. Uh, Zach, you want to kickstart this one? Sure, yeah. I am looking at sitting all of the running backs out of the New York Jets against the Buffalo Bills this week. Um, this is a game where I suspect they will be behind from uh, Jump Street. I can't see the Jets hanging in there very well with the Bills at all. Um, and then watching this game last or this weekend um, against the Pats, the Jets cycled in Carter. They cycled in Robinson. And, and I know Robinson is still likely getting acclimated to the, to the roster and to the offense. But right now, it's just too unpredictable for my liking. So if I was in the spot where I had to play them, I would certainly look for an alternative. Uh, Armin, you want to talk about the same game? or? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm sitting Garrett Wilson this week. Uh, I know he's projected pretty high, but um, Buffalo is a good defense. I just have a feeling that the Jets are not going to be able to move the ball against Buffalo here um call me crazy but uh this is 
I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced, and I think it'll be a rough game for any Jets players. Um, Garrett Wilson is the most startable of all the receiving core, so I'd I'd sit him. It's funny uh, we're all talking about players from the same game. Um, I'm going to talk about Naeem Hines uh, coming off the big trade, leaving Indianapolis, now going to Buffalo. There's going to be a lot of hype if he is not already on your roster. Uh, or sorry, coming like coming off the waiver wires. Uh, most people are going to be going to the waiver wires to pick him up. If you already have him on your roster or you went to the waiver wires to get him, I'd be waiting a bit to uh, to get him into my lineup. Um, usually you see those players off the trades. They're, they're not rushed into big performances right away. Even players like Christian McCaffrey got traded, went to San Francisco, and he had limited snaps. He made the most off his limited snaps, but he's also – um, one of the best RBs in the league in the game. So Naeem Hines coming into this game, I think it would be um, not the most uh, advantageous decision to put him in your lineup just because um, there still is several backs in that in that committee. You know, there's still Singletary, there's still Cook, now there's Hines. Um, I'd be a little bit concerned with putting him in in his very first week. So I know you're excited if you got him off the waiver wires. That's awesome. Good for you. Just hold off a week before you plug him into your lineup. Uh, we'll get into wait, uh, Wellesley's wagers, and then we'll wrap this one up. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money. All right, so Lucas sent me in his picks for this week. Uh, it's the it's, we're recording at a different time than usual, so it's tough to get him in before we started the recording. So that's all right. We'll uh, I'll list them off for him. Thursday night, uh, he went three for four, which is a great performance. Sunday, there's a couple heartbreakers, uh, last second losses, and and one real bad blowout. Uh, so he ended up going two for five for a week of five for nine. Uh, so he's sitting at that record of 25 for 46 at 54%. And we are now moving into this upcoming week. So he, we are going to talk about um, Thursday nighter. It's a tough one for Philly versus Houston. Uh, so there's not a lot to be had there. The odds aren't super great. So he, he's limiting himself to two on the Thursday nighter. Uh, he's going to take the Philadelphia versus Houston over at minus 110. And then he's also going to take the A.J. Brown two or more touchdowns at plus 550. Coming off a three-score week, he's thinking A.J. Brown can do it again against Houston. Uh, so he's putting on a little money on the mouth there. And then looking at the Sunday matchups, he's got Detroit versus Green Bay, uh, taking Detroit in that one at plus 155. Then Jacksonville versus Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we talked about that matchup already a little bit. Uh, Jacksonville, he's taking that one at plus 105. Um, and then Arizona versus Seattle, I think that's actually going to be a real good ball game. He's taking Arizona at minus 130. And then finally, to wrap up the week, Tennessee versus Kansas City. Uh, he's going to take the over in that one at minus 110. Uh, so that is Wellesley's wagers for this upcoming week. Um, as per usual, put him up on socials. And then sometimes he'll find a little booster or something juicy that he likes. He'll tag us in the, on, on the socials. And then we'll throw him up on our usually our Instagram story or something along those lines. So paying attention to those as we go through the week. But um anything you can think of zach be to to throw out there before we before we wrap this uh episode up and yeah good luck to the huskies as they start their playoff push uh this week against uh 
Manitoba, I believe. Uh, the game on Saturday was pretty exciting. I like I'm enjoying watching the games now on TV since uh, I think Max has started to uh, broadcast them. It's been nice. I'm going to give a shout out to the uh, to Regina as they took on the Hilltops this past week. I know we got lots of listeners in Saskatchewan, so so it might be a sore one for some of you Hilltops fans. But uh, as a St. Mary staff, we got several players that are on the Thunder. And Thunder continuing their undefeated season and get a chance to go for the perfect season as they're going to take on the Okanagan Sun November 12th. So we're still a couple weeks out, uh, but if you're looking to catch a national championship, Saskatchewan's hosting that one um, at Mosaic Stadium on November 12th. So if you want to try and get some tickets or, or find your way down there, start planning that one because that's going to be an exciting one and a chance to cheer on Saskatchewan and, and the Regina Thunder for, uh, for a perfect season. So that'll be a lot of fun. I really want to get down there. Unfortunately, I have a wedding in Saskatoon the same day, so I'm a little bit disappointed about that. But I'll be uh, at the wedding with the game on my on my phone, sitting in the lap at the wedding. I think cheering cheering on a couple of our uh, former students. Talk about a like a home field advantage, like that game being at Mosaic. It's the middle of November. It's going to suck outside. It's going to be cold, and uh, those those guys from Okanagan are probably not used to anything close to what they're about to experience yeah there's no way it's gonna be chilly i'm uh i i well i'll take the home field advantage hopefully for for the boys because i'm hoping they can bring that one home it'd be cool to see the the perfect record and and obviously some of our some of our boys coming through with the national championship would be, be awesome to see so so hopefully that's at least this exciting game and hopefully it's not real cold because like i said i'd be down there i know there's gonna be a lot of people that uh, i know going down to that one so cheering on cheering on the thunder for that one um, I guess wrapping this one up here, good luck in your week nine, everybody. And um, I guess we'll hopefully these big scores continue in a big way and follow us along on the socials as we keep pumping some content out there. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. That'll do it for episode number 66. Good luck this week and uh, let's talk soon.